Tonight I want to talk a little bit about connection and about, about the purpose of the fulfillment of vision. In Jeremiah 29, and most of you know this passage of Scripture, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, I think every congregation or church body talks about and has used this passage of Scripture, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. This year, we started the year off as we were casting vision, talking about the word engage, um, about engaging the purpose and the plan and the desires of God, engaging and being a, a part of and involved uh, with what God is doing in the earth. God is building His church. I'll say it again. God is building His church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. God is building His church. If, if there were a dozen of us building a building, if we were building a, a specific building and we had all the materials and the skill and the know-how to build the building and we were building that building, you're not going to build a building with no purpose. You don't see people spend hundreds and thousands and even millions of dollars in buildings and have no purpose for the building. How many people uh, were here in town when the old hospital came down and the new city hall went up? Really beautiful building. People drive into our city and they come to that intersection right there and they see that building and the Kerrville sign and everything. How many agree that that's a really beautiful building? But there's a purpose for the building. It's not just for the building to look good and there's nothing and no content on the inside. There's a purpose for the building. There's a purpose for what God is building. And, and, and the clearer that the purpose is, the greater that the passion and productivity is. The clearer that the purpose is, the greater that the passion and productivity is in anything that you do. I don't care what it is. The clearer that the purpose is, and, and it says here in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. And um, the Amplified says, for I know the thoughts and plans. One translation says, the thoughts, plans, and purposes that I have for you. The Lord knows the thoughts and the plans that He created and established for you before you even were. And so, we want to know what the purpose is so that we can have a passion for the purpose and then we can be productive in the purpose. And you say amen. So, we talked about at the beginning of the year, uh, we talked about engaging the one. The story in Luke 15 about leaving the 99 and going after the one, engaging the one. Everybody developing and, and being more aware on a day-to-day -day basis of somebody in your world, in the places that you go, somebody that you can connect with and that you can take what you have and invest into their life. Somebody. Someone. 
And, and you know, you can, you, can have, you can have a dozen ones, but you can only have one that you, that you have real connection with at a time. You, you can line a dozen different people up and say, well, you know, I have, I have a purpose with all of these people, but you're not going to have, one person's not going to have the time with a dozen that they will with one. And you can maybe have one over here and one over here, but only one at a time, right? And, and so we talked about engaging the one and developing a greater understanding of how important it is for you to connect with somebody out there. And we're going to talk a little bit about what this engaging uh, really accomplishes. The, th- the, the second thing that we talked about from the one is establishing relationships. It's what our connect groups now have, are, are about and, and what they're going to produce in, in the days ahead is stronger relationships with people that we don't necessarily know, nor do we necessarily have everything in common with. It's very easy and simple to develop relationships with people that like everything that you like. I don't believe that's what God is building. I believe God is building something in this world where individual people, like each one of us are, are able to step out of our comfort zones and our box and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in how we connect with other people. You know, um, it's always amazing to me the people that God leads me to. You know, I can think in the back of my mind of people that I could be led to, but then there's always people that God leads me to. And they never look like me or act like me or do what I do or like the things that I like. God always lead me to people that are different than I am. And, and, and what it does is it teaches me as I said earlier, to step out of the the box of the world that I live in, and it teaches me how to understand people from their perspective. I mean, it's very easy to view life through my eyes and think everybody thinks like I think. Right? Same with you. Yeah, And, and everybody should line up and, you know, Everybody ought to do it just like I do it, and how boring would the world be, right? But here's the thing. The more I spend time with people that are different than I am, their strengths can even strengthen me even when it's my mission, supposedly my mission. There can be things that people that I connect with, strengths that they have that will help me, and the strengths that I have will help them. And, and, and so when we engage the one, and we begin to engage and, and connect in relationship with other people and develop that relationship, then the third thing that we talked about was helping to establish foundation in people's hearts. People need to know who they are. People need to know who they are in Christ. They need to know who Christ really is, who Jesus Christ really is. Because I tell you what, there's a, lot, there's a lot out there that has tried to define Jesus, and that's not the Jesus that I know. A lot of people say he's this way, that way, he's done these things, he'll do this to you. If he, it, it, you know, don't let him get mad at you because you know, he'll take you out or whatever. That's not the Jesus that I know. Okay, 
So, so you have to, in, these, in this engaging connection that we as a church body have been challenged to step into this year, we're, we're learning how to allow our lives to disciple the lives of other people because the Great Commission was to go and make disciples, was it not? The Great Commission was for my life to be convinced of who I am and allow the good things of God that are beginning to be established inside of me to get to, to be there so that other people can kind of, if you will, scoot up to the table of my life and be able to draw the things that they need in the same way with you right? There's things that people, that they, need to, that they need to be able to partake of from your life that will help their life to be established because people are not going to be discipled from heaven. People are not going to get some scroll thrown out of heaven to teach them how to live. They're going to they're live it. They're going to live life through how you live. And whatever needs to change in me to be more like God so that people can grow up and, and be more God and Christ-like, that's, what ha- that, that's part of the responsibility that I have to embrace and take in my own life. So I want to give you just four things to think about. Um, and I, I want to I word it like this. I want to give you four things that need to be developed to stay connected. Four things that need to be developed to stay connected. Number one, destiny. Destiny. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and told him that before he was formed in the womb, God knew him. How in the world can that be? Well, that's the God we serve. Hmm? That's, that's our God. Before you and I were, he knew us. Right? And, and before we were established in the womb, he had a plan for you. And he had a purpose. He had a destiny for you. And what true connection and engaging in right relationships and being established in foundation produces is destiny. So why, why are we doing connect groups so we can say we have them? No. We're, we're having connection groups with people so that we individually can help others to fulfill and be a part of and be in the middle of their destinies being fulfilled. Before you even were, God had a plan for your life like he did Jeremiah. 
And before, before you were formed in the womb, that plan was sanctified. God said, this is what I want from this person. That's amazing. Yes? And you and I, if we're not developing destiny, if we're not allowing our destiny to evolve, then what happens is that it gets stale. And it gets clouded, and, and, and the vision is not clear. Jeremiah 29, 11 that we read earlier, God has a plan for you. And He wants that plan to become clear. And what I'm telling you has to happen is there has to be in your life a willingness to engage with other people. Not like Justin and Kathleen being engaged. I'm not saying everybody has to get engaged in here. I'm saying engage. Yes? Engage in relationships. And developing this ability to not be afraid, you know, of shaking somebody's hand. And telling somebody it's a great day. Have a great day. And, 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 and be willing, because God's led you to, to go to the same place time after time after time after time and just be a friend to people. People don't need to be preached to. Most people don't. Most people just need to be loved. It's the kindness of God that leads a man to repentance. It draws people to wanting to make changes on the inside of them, the kindness of God. And so we've got to allow the kindness and the love of God coming out of our lives into other people. And what will happen is, what happens is when, that, when, when we're engaging, we're, we're, we're causing our own personal destiny to evolve, but we're causing the destinies of other people's lives to evolve also. Amen? So there has to be a developing of the destiny. Second thing that has to be developed is, is the ability to dream larger. To go beyond in your life on the inside what you can see on the outside. A very familiar verse of Scripture that I, I just like to read all the time is Hebrews 11 and verse 1. And it says... Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things that we don't see yet. To dream bigger is to not be moved by what we see with our natural eye and, and look at what we see in the natural like, well, that's all there is. No, that's not all there is. We have a God that, that had a plan for us before we even thought about. How, how could God have a plan for me? In fact, in fact, Actually, God had a plan for you eons of time before you were even thought about. He had a plan and a purpose. And that's what we have to tap. And part of that is learning to dream larger and bigger and to be able to see things that, that are beyond what we can see in the natural realm. Because I'm telling you today, there's a lot of things in the natural realm that will discourage you from believing that God has a bigger plan and a purpose for you on the earth. No matter how young you are, no matter how old that you are, no matter how long you've lived on the planet, I'm telling you, God has a plan and a purpose, and we have a responsibility to learn what that is, but I'm just telling you right now, we need each other. 
You know what? The more isolated that you become in your life, the more in a corner that you're in, the more in darkness that you're in, more that you stay away from everybody and everything, the less that your destiny and your purpose and your plan is being established because it takes other people. God is building his church. Say, I'm the church. That's the truth. I'm the church. You're the church, but we're the church. And it takes all the parts connecting together. The Bible, the Bible talks about the body of Jesus Christ being many parts or many members, okay? So if you're the hand and you choose to do this thing on your own, just think if I cut my hand off right now and threw it off over there and, and looked at that hand, and I mean, it, it, it has many capabilities. It has a purpose and a plan and a destiny, but when it's cut off from the rest of the body, it can't accomplish what it was created to accomplish. And we've got to understand that. The church world has got to understand how important it is that we need each other. And, and, and here's the truth, okay? The number of us that are sitting in this room here tonight, if you're a part of Gates of the City, if you're here tonight and you're a part of this congregation of people, we've all got differences. And it's very easy to get offended by something that someone does that does things different than what you do. And if you can be offended, what will happen? You will. Everybody say that after me. If I can, I will. If you can be offended, you will be offended. And, and, and the thing is, the thing is, you have to work extra hard to stay connected to what God is building. God is building what? The church, which is the house of God, which is the body of Jesus Christ that we're all parts together. And he's building the church so that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. And what that means is, in spite of our differences, that we love each other and we learn to flow with each other and learn to accept each other so that the body can, be the, the body can come together and be the strength that it was created to be. Like I said, the picture of the hand. If my hand was cut off and thrown on the floor, I have absolutely no ability to accomplish. And that's where so much of humanity finds themselves because, well, I don't need you. I used to have that attitude. I used to be, you know, even in the body of Christ, I was separated in this group of people. And I, it was like, if you don't believe what we believe, then you're an idiot. And I had, to get, I had to change my thinking and realize that there were people with other parts. And they needed what I had and I needed what they had. And it helped me to create a bigger vision and a bigger understanding of what the whole purpose and plan of God is in the earth. That's why we do connect groups is so that on a grassroots level, that begins to cause the swelling and the strengthening of this overall picture called the church. That's how it happens. And it will not happen if we isolate ourselves. Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> Psalm 27. I really like this verse. 
Psalm 27. You know, the other other thing is that, the other thing that happens in these connect groups when we learn to lay certain things down within ourselves um, is that over time you quit comparing yourself. Because comparing yourself with other people will really bring destruction. And it keeps you from knowing who you are. And this comparison thing where we compete or compare with one another, it, it, it really is very dangerous because you'll never measure up. Neither will anybody else. And you constantly will find yourself battling instead of learning to know who you are and, and living your life to give and be a blessing to other people and watch God cause your gifting and anointing and talents and abilities to make room for themselves. And the Bible is very clear that that will happen. Psalm 27 and 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of who? The living. Verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of of the living. Well, who are the living people? I would have despaired unless I had believed and seen the goodness of God, the kindness of God amongst people. And seeing and seeing the kindness and the goodness of God flowing in me and through me to other people, in and in in and through you to others. In other words, what happens is when we're not doing that and we're not doing our part, despair begins to come on the inside of us. Why? Because we're thinking too much about ourselves. We're focused on our own needs and personal needs instead of looking to the needs of other people. God didn't create you to be here just about yourself, just me and my four and inside my little white picket fence and, you know, just taking care of myself and, and that. God created you and I to live outside of our white picket fences and be a blessing to other people. And, 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 and to do that, you have to practice, and that's why we gave you the challenge this year of the one. Just be challenged to find somebody that you just... A little at a time, you just begin to develop relationship. You don't have to, you don't even, they don't even have to know whether you're a Christian, that you go to gates of the city, or that you do anything else like that. Just be a friend to people. Just love on people. And I just tell you right now, we got some good things here. We got some good word in this place. We got some good things happening here. And when people, you bring somebody here, they're going to be blessed. You see? And, and, and in these connect groups, when we spend two hours together, I mean two hours, two hours, an hour and a half or two hours, one time a month, will cause people wanting to come back. We're not doing these connect groups to wear everybody out. Everybody's got, you know, a lot on their plates and things to do. But, but once a month to where we come together around some form of activity and just learn to develop relationship and connect and engage in the lives of other people. And what happens is the church is built. And you know what happens? Despair 
begins to be removed from the people. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord where? In the land of the living, in people, in, in, in the connections and the interactions with other people. I would have despaired. That's why we do this. Can you say amen? Third thing, and I mentioned it earlier, what has to be developed is passion and productivity. And where does that come from? Understanding the purpose of God. What is God's purpose? Understanding the purpose creates a passion to to go after the one, to develop relationships, and then you begin to be productive at it. I mean, I, I can, today, because I've practiced it, I can develop a really good, strong relationship with a tree. They don't have to say nothing. I'm telling you, I can develop relationships with people. I mean, ask my wife. I mean, I, I can talk to anything and anybody. Why? Because I've practiced it for 35 years. And I believe in the God that's in me, and I believe that I have something that other people need. I, I, I don't mean that other people don't have things either. I just believe I have something that all of humanity needs. I believe I have some. How about you? I mean, do you believe? Well, that has to be developed. You say, well, you know, I'm really not sure. Then find somebody, find somebody that you can, you know, go buy a bottle of water. (laughs) Healthy. Go buy you a bottle of water in the same convenience store for the next six months, three days a week. That would be about three bucks a week to develop a relationship with somebody. I mean, somebody that God has led you to, right? We're going to, this year we're hearing his voice, we're doing what he says, and we're worrying about nothing, right? That's what God has challenged us in this year. Hear his voice and do what he says. And, and so as you're somewhere and you see somebody and you're drawn to that person, find out ways to keep going back and just practice. You don't have to even be good at it. You don't have to be good at developing relationship with people. I'm telling you, God's mercy and grace will come on you and overtake you if you just put a foot out there and step in that direction. It's amazing what will happen. And what will happen is, I'm telling you this, walls will come down, and if there be any despair in any corner or area of your life, you'll begin to see that thing removed because you'll begin to see that people are drawn to you. Because listen, if you're born again, the anointing is not only in you, but it's on you. And the favor of God is not only in you, but it's on you. And where you go, people like you, and they don't even know why. Not too long ago, I was going to a place that I've been that I'll go every once in a while, and there's just somebody I was kind of drawn to. And 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 early on, I mean, I'd only been going there for about three weeks, so I'd probably been there maybe five times. And the guy says who are you? I said, I'm a famous guy. (laughs) They said, but who who are you? He said, what what is it? Something, what is it about you? What what, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I just like to talk to people. 
I mean, a lot of times I don't like to tell people I'm a pastor because then they get all funky and they go into these kind of moves and then all of a sudden they won't talk to you, you know. So I, I, I try to, I'll tell them sometimes I'm a, I'm a public, I'm in public relations. That's not a lie, right? I mean, this public relations. Just talk to people, whatever, just talk to them, you know. But, but, but he, you know, so when he drew it out of me question after question, I couldn't lie to him, you know then he kind of didn't want to have anything to do with me. And then, so I went back. And then he had time to think about it, and then he kind of did. And so, so we're just kind of right there, you know? And so I'm developing, I'm developing that relationship, and, and he knows who I am, but there was something that was on me that was different than what he had been around, and so he wanted to know about it. And see, how can that happen if you don't go around people? And if you don't listen to God about who a one is that you're paying attention to, and how can that people, that person's life ever be delivered? i got to tell you this story. Oh, man, I'm late. Hold on. you got to hear this story. I was at Wave Conference, and uh, on Friday morning, Pastor Tommy Barnett from out in Phoenix, Arizona. I know Brother John Patton of the Barnetts. And uh, he was preaching on Friday morning. He said, he said, uh, just out of the clear blue, he said, find you somebody to bring tonight. Just be challenged. Wherever you're at, if you're out, you're eating, or you're in Starbucks or whatever, uh, find somebody to bring. Well, Richard Perenchief, who was, who preached here a few weeks back, he was at the conference. And uh, so he just, took that to heart, and he was, he was at a Starbucks, sitting at the Starbucks, and there was a guy reading a book, uh, Money, Something, and Your Future. And, and so he, he, he just sat down next to the guy on the next table and said, hey, that looks like an interesting book. Yeah, it is, man. He said, I'm just, I'm really a young guy, about 22, but he, his haircut said that he was in the military. Say, man, I'm just really struggling about my future and what, what is going on and everything. Long story short, Richard starts talking to him and for about an hour, just talked to this guy. So he said, you know what? This is a really good meeting at Wave Church tonight in Virginia Beach. He said, I encourage you to come. Really? He said, yeah. He said, uh, and Richard said, if you'll come, I'll have reserved seats for you. And he said, really? He said, what if I brought my sister? Okay, so that night, Richard was telling me about it. He said, I don't see the guy yet. Ah, there he is. He saw the guy walking in. He said, and so he got his seats for him and his sister there. Long story short, this guy's, you know, in, in some counterproduction in military. I'm not sure what it all is. And that night, he and his, he, he and his sister came to the meeting and got born again. And, and I mean, just based on somebody saying, bring somebody. And these two people, like, I mean, they were so excited, and they were there. We were there for Sunday service at Wave Church, and they were there on Sunday night. I guess they'd been there Sunday morning, but I saw the two of them there on Sunday night at Wave Church. I mean, you know, what can happen if you just go and get a one? What can happen? What can happen if you just connect with somebody? You, you won't ever know if you don't do it. Can you say amen?
So passion and productivity comes from understanding purpose. And read Psalm 37, verse 1 through 8. If you're taking notes, take the, write that down and just look at that. And then I, I want to give you the fourth one. What has to be developed is contentment. Contentment. What has to be developed in your life is to be content. We have to be content in what God is building and be confident about our part in what he's building. And I want to give you Ephesians 4. And we'll end with this. I really went a long time tonight. Yeah. My wife says, all right. Thank you. That's right. Oh, that's true. Um, contentment. Ephesians 4 and verse Ephesians 4 talks about that the fivefold ministry, the people that preach are to equip the saints so that the people can do the work of the ministry to edify the body of Christ which is the church, which is the house of God till we all come to the unity of the faith, verse 13, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we're no longer children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine. Why? Because we don't know who we are. And by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness, he says, but speaking the truth in love, we grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by that which every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. And it causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You go back and you read this. I don't have time to just jump into that tonight. But you go back and read it. And, and the part here he says that each part does its share. We have to be content with what God, what his purpose and plan is, was and is today for us and, and be content with connecting ourselves to other people. And the more we do that and, and the more we understand how to do that and we have that purpose on the inside of us, then we'll do it with greater passion and we'll do it with greater productivity. Did you hear what I said? When we understand we're here to be content with our share. I try to do more, do this, do everything, you know, try to impress people, to, you know, try to compete with others, just be your part. And as you do that, as you do it, it creates the purpose, which creates a greater passion and a greater productivity. And that's what God wants. That's what He desires, that we be passionate about what He's building and be productive in it so that the church grows and it increases and becomes everything that he created it to be. I tell you, that's all I want. That's what you and I are on, the, on, on this planet for. You're not here just to have a career. Whatever career or purpose that you're here in the form of work or putting your hand to, it's to be, it's to be a light in the midst of darkness. 
and allow other people to be drawn to the goodness that you have. I mean, it, it's simple. You know, it doesn't matter what other people are. It doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter the lifestyles they live. None of that. None of that means anything to God. What matters is, is that your light and your favor and your empowerment get involved in their lives so that anything that needs to change in them, not what you think needs to change in people, but what God wants changed will change because of you. Amen? So tonight, I shared this with you because it's important in a greater way for you to know what we're doing and why we're doing it, not just be a part of a connect group just to do it. But we're doing it not only to help others, but to develop things on the inside of you. Can you say amen? Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. I thank you for truth. I thank you for the Holy Ghost that you have given to us to live inside of us, to lead us, to guide us, to reveal all of heaven to us. We don't have to live in this life not knowing how to take the next step, not knowing what is for us in the days ahead and in the future, but we can be confident because we hear you, we do what you say, and we choose to worry about nothing. Tonight, Lord, I thank you for the empowerment and the favor and the blessing upon the people here in Jesus' name. Lord, as people are connecting and develop relationship, developing relationships and establishing foundational truths, Lord, it's causing great productivity for your kingdom and a greater passion in the hearts of your people to be a part of what you're building. We honor you tonight, Lord, and we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you tonight.